You're now listening to the Gratitude Podcast, episode 95. Haven't subscribed yet? Make sure you do so. Would you be successful now if you didn't go through that pain that you went through? And they say, no, I had to go through that. And it's the same story with me, is that I had to go through all that pain to get to where I am now. So I always say, don't look at adversity as an enemy. Look at adversity as an ally to you because it'll make you stronger. It'll help you achieve success. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today, with me, I have Michael Nova from Rise Up 8. Rise Up 8 is a nonprofit platform designed to highlight the stories of those who never give up. Coming back from the brink of bankruptcy, near permanent blindness, and a host of other challenges all at once, taught Michael that the impossible is achievable and that gratitude is the most important thing. His experience changed how he looked at things and his unlikely recovery is what inspired him to share his story with the world to inspire others. Michael, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you, Georgian. appreciate it. So um, the first thing that I wanted to ask you is, what is gratitude for you? What does gratitude mean for you personally? We all have a personal definition, and I'm curious, what's yours? Well, um, I think that for me, it's looking at the, the little things in life that we often take for granted. Uh, so in my story, you know, it wasn't until I really got became ill and nearly lost my vision that I began to literally see things clearer, even though I couldn't see, which is pretty interesting. But um, I began to realize that these little things that we take for granted, like being able to see, being able to walk, being able to breathe, all these little things that we don't even think about. You just naturally expect them. While they are precious, you know, these little things, even listening to the birds sing or the the sunshine, I mean, little things, little things, the people in your life that you take for granted. I mean, all this stuff, it's just so easy to take everything for granted. Um, But then when you are faced with losing something, you begin to see things much clearer. So Mm -hmm. that's, it's, it's extremely important to me to be grateful for every little thing because you never know when you can lose it. And uh, the key to to happiness uh, for me is being able to look at what's working rather than what's not working. And it's very important to appreciate what is working in your life so that you can, with, with the strength of that, you can begin to handle overcoming adversities, which is what we're all about at Rise Up 8. Yeah, I I really believe that as well. And uh, 
I'm curious if you want to take us there in in that moment in your life when you had all of these challenges and let us know what happened and uh, not just what happened on the outside, but uh, what happened on the inside as well. Sure. Well, it all started, it started from childhood, but let's fast forward at least to, <laughs> so I don't tell you my whole life story, but um, it really started uh, th- this particular process because of the unique uh, live music and film multimedia project that I put together, which I wanted to make a difference in the world with, which is called X, the human condition. And we named the group XTHC as an acronym of X, the human condition. And basically it's a film and an album. And we performed live with the film projected behind the band during live shows. So the issue was that everyone in the music industry that I approached with the idea said that it would be impossible. So rather than just give up on it, I thought, well, you know, I really want to make a difference in the world. Uh, I'm going to fund this out of my own business, out of my own pocket. Um, And it was supposed to be like a message in a bottle sent out to all the people in the world who felt like they didn't quite fit in or couldn't mm-hmm. find their place in the world, which is how I felt at the time. And um, so I said, you know, I'm going to do this myself. So I gathered together many, many people who volunteered for the project or cut their rates to be a part of it because of the positive message. It took 12 years to put the whole thing together. Wow. It was quite an enormous undertaking, and I learned why people said it would be impossible. but. <laughs> For me, it wasn't impossible because I did it. Anyway, um, during production, uh, I found, you know, not only was it difficult, but I also found myself being close to bankruptcy and stricken with serious illness at the same time. Um, I walked into the bank one day and found out that uh, I had no more money in my bank account for my business. So my business was in trouble. It was a shock. I didn't expect this because I was so focused on the film and making a difference in the world that I forgot to take care of my business. You know, I became, Mm -hmm. you know, literally my whole life became enveloped in making this project and making a difference in the world. So, So I had to take a break for a little while and get my business back on its feet. Um, I was able to do that. I was able to borrow money and get get back to where I needed to be um, and was able to raise a little bit of funds to finish the film. Um, Then I um, was able to uh, actually teach myself to become an editor and with the help of several other volunteers, finished the post-production, the editing, uh, for no money because uh, I had no money left. So I was able to do that. And then just at that point, when I was feeling good again, I became seriously ill and nearly lost my vision permanently. Um, It was a very painful situation. And uh, while I was being tested for what, what, what was going on with my eyes, why were my eyes suddenly failing, I found out that I also had kidney disease. So everything basically fell apart. You know, um, it, my health 
completely deteriorated where before I was in perfect health and suddenly everything was falling apart. And eventually, after a couple of years of struggle, I was able to save my vision um, and I reversed the process of kidney disease through alternative medicine and nutrition and diet and exercise, which is pretty miraculous. Mm-hmm. And I saved my business and actually human condition became a success. And what all this taught me is that anyone can achieve what the experts call impossible. You know, the doctors told me that I'd have to be on prescription drugs for the rest of my life for the kidney disease. I would have to go into dialysis if not. Well, now it's years later and I'm not on dialysis. I'm perfectly normal. My kidneys are normal, which is amazing. Um, And this is, you know, they said it was impossible. They said X, the human condition was impossible. Nothing's impossible. So... I realized that I wasn't the only one who had a story of overcoming what people call the impossible. So I thought, why don't I start a website where I can tell a stories, not only my story, but stories from people from all over the world who have overcome adversity mm-hmm. um, to inspire people to never give up. Because I never gave up. The people that we interview never gave up. And so... Um, we've been interviewing people literally from all over the world who have overcome adversity. Um, For instance, uh, there's one guy who was literally a homeless child looking in dumpsters for food to eat every day. And now he has worked himself up to be a millionaire and the successful CEO of, uh, of um, fit body bootcamp, which is uh an exercise um, chain, which is national and very successful. Um, his name is Bedros. He's a great guy. And uh, another example is a guy from Nepal um, who he went through uh, civil wars in his country. He went through earthquakes, natural disasters. Um, and he and his family started a, a school for children who were orphaned or underprivileged and not only is that impressive but he also offers volunteer vacations to to westerners for us to come to this school to this uh to nepal to volunteer for a vacation um which is that's such a wonderful idea yeah yeah you and i and anybody could just go there and volunteer for a vacation in nepal and and that's an incredible thing. Um, so this guy went through civil wars and earthquakes and, and now he's helping little kids. And um, there's just so many stories. And there's also stories of, of celebrities uh, that we've interviewed and, and how they had a point when they wanted to give up, when they couldn't make it. Um, J.K. Rowling, um, who... Uh, created the the Harry Very Potter good, yeah. series. Um, she was turned down by, I think, 12 publishers before she finally got a yes. Um, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey is, you know, the famous comedian. Um, he was ready to give up on his career until, you know, at the last minute, pretty much, he got a, he finally got an offer. Um, 
and his career skyrocketed, but he was ready to give it all up. Um, I mean, so many stories. That, I mean, every day there's, there's new stories that, that we hear about. So, yeah. uh, so we're making a difference by trying to tell people to, to never give up. And we have a free ebook on our website called Eight Ways to Take Back Control of Your Life Now which um, is a free ebook that people can download from riseup8.org. Um, and it just gives you tips on never giving up and taking back control of your life. Because when you're, when you're in the throes of adversity and it's dragging you down, you feel a complete loss of control. That's the, one of the worst things is that you feel like you're not in control of your life. And now we're actually creating a community of people sharing their stories, which is proof that you're not alone in the world, mm-hmm. which is, and that's it just blows my mind that, that this came out of just the intention that I originally had to make a difference. And then all these horrible things happened. And then it manifested itself into the world to become a real community of people helping other people to never give up. And that just blows my mind that that happens. So, so whenever someone's going through adversity, I say, you know what, there's a reason why you're going through this. Mm-hmm. It was for me that I couldn't be putting all this good stuff out into the world now if I didn't go through all that. So yeah. if you're listening now and you, you're going through adversity, realize that there's a reason for why it's happening. And I know you don't want to hear that. You just want to get better and get out of this mess that you're in, whatever it is that's dragging you down. And you will, because what happens is it makes you stronger. So, so it's like, you know, you're climbing a mountain and you get to the top of this mountain and it's very difficult. And then you see an even larger mountain in front of you and say, how am I going to get up that mountain? Well, the truth is you already climbed one mountain, so you know you can do it. It's just going to take more effort to get, to, the, to get over to the top of the next mountain, but you can do it. So just realize that you know, anything is possible, and people are doing impossible things every single day. And if you go online, they just pop up when, you do a, you know, when you're looking for them. They'll, they'll just pop up. They're on our website. They're on you know in other places people are doing miraculous things every day and you know this right georgian yeah definitely i've interviewed quite a few people that uh, are doing the same thing yeah. um but in those moments when uh, when it was like everything was falling apart how do you feel that uh, gratitude has helped you get from that low moment into your in your life to something positive well i wrote about this i wrote that it was um it was when i could not see that i began to to truly see what was important um you know at that point uh it changed my view of the world forever you know uh i was a workaholic Um, you know, like, like I said, you know, I, I worked so hard on the film that I, I lost control of my business because I was so, 
so driven, driven to, to the 110%, you know, and mm-hmm. I was the same way in my business too, you know, and just lost, lost focus there because I became so driven with the film, but always, you know, focused on success and, um, you know, the thing is that when you do that, you lose perspective of other things that are also important, you know, relationships, um, relationships with other people, with yourself. You can lose yourself in your work. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, began to see the little things that are important in life and how, you know, just to appreciate them. Like I said before, it's just so important. Um, it it changed my perspective on looking at things. Like I said, when you begin to lose, uh, well, really, the the little things. It's just about the little things. It's it's a little difficult to put into words. But when, I, when, when you meet. <clears throat> when you mean the, the the little things, when you think about the little things, what what exactly do you mean? Well, like I said, I mean the, the listening to the birds. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous listening to the birds, but no, when you're okay. faced with when you're faced with with losing your vision or or death or or serious illness. Um, listening to the birds is like heaven itself, you know, it's mm-hmm. like you begin to appreciate life to appreciate anything, any, any little thing, just being able to, to stand up and walk, walk around, you know, to see, to, to taste food, to, to hear, to just all that. Um, it's just it's those are the little things for me um and the relationships that you have with people um you know another thing that what happens when when you're enveloped in adversity you tend to kind of you don't want to bother people you don't want to burden people with with this so you isolate yourself and that's the worst thing you can do because mm-hmm. it brings you down it's very difficult to overcome adversity and one of the the tips that we put in the in the free ebook that you can download is is um to try to find someone to connect with a mentor would be ideal you know someone who has been through something similar that you're going through that can help mm-hmm. guide you through it and you you know you may have to pay someone to do that and that's okay if you can afford it um find someone with experience uh, or if you're lucky enough, you you won't have to pay for it. Or maybe it's someone in your family, or maybe it's a friend, or maybe it's somebody online that you don't even have never met. Um, finding someone to share what's going on with will help you enormously. And that doesn't mean like just complaining to this person. Oh, my life is terrible, and this is. Can you believe this person did this to me? Um, that's not really productive other than getting it off your chest, which is fine. But um, it's about, so, okay, so all these things happened. One of the most valuable things I learned is the first interview I gave 
uh, about Rise Up 8 was about 75% about my story and everything that I went through. And then 25% or, or even less about how I came back from that. And at the end of the interview, we ran out of time and I couldn't get into what I learned from it, which was the whole point. So I realized, you know what? It's not about your story. It's not about what you went through. It's about how you came back from it. That's yeah. the important thing. And that's what people want to hear is how did you get past it? How did, how did you get back on your, your own two feet? And it's literally taking baby steps. It's just taking one step at a time, one minute at a time. I had to, to take um, at one point steroid eye, eye drops every hour on the hour oh for, my God. for weeks. And, and, I have like this gag reflex with my eyes where I don't want anything to get into my eyes. So it was really difficult for me to put these eye drops in my eyes, but, but I did. And it's just, you know, you just got to take it one step at a time. You know, if you look, if you are going through something, it isn't until afterwards that you realize why you went through it. It's like you're in this dark forest and you're trying to find your way out and you can't seem to find the exit and you're just stuck in this dark forest and you're saying, why me? Why me? Well, it isn't until finally you figure out how to get out of that, that you can look back and you see this dark forest in back of you and you say, well, now I'm out in the sunshine and now I can see why I had to go through all that because I would never get to the sunshine if I didn't go through that dark forest and everyone that I've interviewed, uh, I've asked the question, would you be successful now if you didn't go through that pain that you went through? And they say, no, I had to go through that. And it's the same story with me is that I had to go through all that pain to get to where I am now. So I always say, don't look at adversity as an enemy. Look at adversity as an ally to you because it'll make you stronger. It'll help you achieve success. So when you look at it that way, it just flips everything. Mm -hmm. And it begins to click, you know, in such a way that you begin to realize that adversity is a good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah, it's harder to see that in in the present moment. But sure, when you're going through it, absolutely. Yeah, but but afterwards, I was thinking about um, famous people that um, we see as being so perfect and so successful and stuff like this, but many of them had to overcome huge adversities, like. Oprah, for instance, had a lot of adversities in her childhood. Mm -hmm. um, Anthony Robbins as well. Um, and many, many people that we admire have been through really tough moments and tough challenges in their lives. And somehow they, they made, made it through. And the fact that they did and that uh, they are now inspiring other people mm -hmm. makes us look up to them and well, yeah and, and the reason is because you know if you ask these people 
what, what drove you to become successful, they'll tell you it was the pain that I went through, you know? So it strengthened them. It made them, it helped them become successful. So without, without adversity, it's difficult to become successful because finally when you do face adversity, if you go through a charmed life, which some people do, eventually when they get to it, face adversity, it destroys them because they've never had any training. They've never, had, they've never experienced it before. We talked about climbing that mountain. They never climbed the mountain before. So now they're faced with a huge mountain and they have no idea how to climb it, you know? Yeah. So, so going through adversity, you know, um, really the more the better, you know, in a way, um, because it makes you stronger and stronger and more successful and more successful because you've seen the alternative. You've seen the, the dark side. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, a lot of the um, self-actualization and spiritual uh, teachings tell you to run away from the dark side. But I say embrace the dark side because it teaches you. It teaches you the other side, which you don't, you know, having experienced it makes you want to stay away from it. But if you if you never experience it, when you do experience it, it's going to blow blow you away, and that's why everything has to be in moderation in life. Because you know you hear people who are you know hear stories about clergy who are uh, who do things that are not you know what they should be doing, and this is because they they're they're so rigid in not looking and not accepting certain things that it becomes uh, something that's attractive because it's so forbidden. Um, maybe we're getting a little off tangent, but um, you could see that I'm a deep thinker, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's very interesting. And my, uh, That's one of my faults is that I think too deeply about things. <laughs> um, but... Um, you know, it's just, uh, I mean, I'm just saying that uh, looking at adversity in a certain way uh, will, will undoubtedly help you. Because yeah, I, I love the, the visual that, that you, you uh, came up with, the one with the, the forest and the dark forest and sure. uh, seeing the sunshine sure. afterwards. It's, yeah. it's so interesting because we are at times in that dark forest and we think we're going to be there forever. Um, but the fact that we know that there is a, um, a light there and that uh, afterwards we will see it from a whole different perspective and we can have gratitude even for that particular difficult situation, um, yeah. I, I think that gives people hope and yeah. hope and, is and very powerful. I agree with you. And uh, the interesting, the other interesting thing is that it, it actually affected how I, how I write music and how I create songs now. It's just coming from a different place, a place of appreciation and a place, place of gratitude. Um, 
And there was a song on the first album, X the Human Condition, which is called Mr. Happy. And it's about, you know, my whole life I've been kind of, as a kid, I didn't really, wasn't really happy. You know, I never, but as a, as like a thinker, as I said, um, I always tend to think, overthink things and mm-hmm. wondering, you know, what is the secret to happiness and how can I become happy? Um, where can I find happiness? And in the song, that's what it's about. It's about the search for happiness. And then at the end of the song, it's just a realization that it's just a choice. And when I realized that in my life, it blew me away that happiness could just be a choice, that at any moment you can choose to be happy or sad or angry or whatever. It's your choice. So if you're faced with whatever's in front of you and you're dealing with it, you know, the glass is half empty or the glass is half full. It's all at how you look at it. So, you know, I realized that the secret to happiness is just a choice. And just like I said before, that it blew me away that, um, that Rise Up 8 came into existence out of all that misery. It blew me away at that moment when I realized that happiness is just a choice. Um, I don't remember exactly what the situation was, but um, someone I remember helped me realize that. And um, just coming to that realization is, is really important that where you put your focus at any given moment is so important because you can be looking, if you're looking around your room right now, and you put your focus on some object that's right in front of you, your focus is completely on that. And you can appreciate whatever's right in front of you. Um, And at that moment that you're, if you're completely focused on it, you'll forget other things that might be bothering you. So for for instance, uh, you know, if if you're faced with chronic pain, which I experienced, um, putting your focus on something, I don't, it could be as simple as just having an enveloping conversation with, with someone next to you, um, laughing with them, your pain suddenly goes away for a few moments because you're not focused on it. So where you put your focus is so important, and you can focus on something positive or you could focus on something negative. Um, and people do learn to live with chronic pain and they just learn to put their focus on something else to keep busy so that their focus is somewhere else and not on their pain. I I interviewed someone, several people who have done this, uh, successfully, um, with chronic pain. Um, and one of them happened to mention, you know, the other thing is being grateful for for what you do have in your life. You know, don't look at the chronic pain as the only thing in your life. Look at what is working. So um, it's all it's all very important uh, to to again, you know, be grateful. Yeah, exactly. I I actually had an interview with someone and met someone that actually interviewed me for for her show 
she's actually leading a group on Facebook with um, people that are suffering from chronic pain mm-hmm. and uh, that choose to have an attitude of gratitude. And she, she's yeah. the leader of the group and she's very um, happy about the impact that she's making and very, uh, very strong about uh, keeping positive and beyond just complaining about that um, particular situation to to see the gratitude and to feel the gratitude and to experience the gratitude but it's easy it's easy to focus on on something negative it's very easy um it, what's harder is to focus on the positive so we have to train ourselves to, to do that yeah exactly it has been my experience as well but I, what i wanted to ask you is if you could go back in time like 10 years ago or 20 years ago when you weren't that grateful and that when you didn't know that you can choose to be happy, what would you tell your younger self about gratitude? Well, I mean, I tell people what I tell people now, which is that, you know, one thing that hits me right away is appreciate your parents because they're not always going to be there. Um, and maybe I didn't appreciate my parents as much as I should have. Um, so that's one thing I would say, but appreciate everything that you have. Um, you know, I was always in a hurry to grow up. Um, always thinking, wow, I can't wait till I'm an adult and I can be on my own. It's going to be so much fun. Well, you know what? Now that I'm an, I'm an adult, you know what I'm going to say is like, I wish I could be a kid again and go back to that, mm-hmm. you know, which is so funny because I didn't appreciate it at the time, you know, and as kids, we don't, we don't appreciate what we have. It's just like, it's, it's, it's a shame, you know, because, because those are really the golden days, you know, those are the best days of your life and you think that i mean not not for everyone okay i mean there are people who have very difficult childhoods and in that case you don't want to think about that and you don't want to go back to that um in my case um you know although i i grew up um with with problems i still had loving parents and supportive parents and that, you know, maybe I didn't appreciate that so much. So um, whatever it is, appreciate what you do have because you never know when you're going to lose it. Exactly. Yeah. This is very, very profound and very true. And I can totally relate to it because that, that was what I was doing uh, when I was younger as well, like I can't wait to get to the next step of my life to get to high school, to yeah. get to, to the university. Yeah, it's going to be better. It's going to be, you know, you won't have those problems, you know. Yeah, yeah. You'll have, you'll have more friends and be more popular and and then you're going to be successful and your whole life is planned out in your head. But it so rarely turns out that way, you know. Exactly, exactly. And the funny thing is that when some of the things do uh, become real, uh, 
they're not as great as they are <laughs> in your head, right? Right. Absolutely. And if you don't have the habit of appreciating things when you get there, you will still not appreciate them even though you got there. Yeah, you you will you will find that uh I, I forget who who originally came up with this, but you will find that um having is not as enjoyable as wanting. Mm. Yeah. I don't know where that came from, but uh but it's profound. Um yeah, I, I agree with you. Um Although, you know, some things are, you know, love is, is everything it's cracked up to be when you're, when you're in love, it is, it is heaven, you know, it is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that's an exception. Um, there are some things that are exceptions to that, but, uh, but many times, you know, the process, the other thing that we should discuss is the process. Mm. How important is the process? Because, you know, when you're looking for a career in what you want to do with your life, you have to enjoy the process. You can't just say, well, I want to be a doctor, but I hate studying to be a doctor. Well, the problem is you're going to be studying for a long time. Exactly. Um, so if you don't enjoy the process, you're not going to, you're, it's not going to be an enjoyable life. So make sure that you set up your life so that the process is enjoyable. What you're doing on a daily basis, um, because that's what you're going to be spending the bulk of your time on. And life is short. You know, you have to you have to realize that the goal is is important. But if it takes 90% of your life to get to the goal and that 90% was miserable, is it really worth the 10% that's left? Exactly. I, I don't think so. Not for me. So, so it's important, you know, realize that life is, is finite. It's, it doesn't go on forever and it, it, it can be very short and the days go by. The, the older we get, the quicker the days go by which is really strange, but that's what happens. And um, then we find ourselves stuck in a life or stuck in a relationship or stuck in a place that we're living or stuck somewhere that we don't want to be because we didn't really pay attention to happiness. Um, and life is just really short. So, yeah, you have to realize that... Um, I, I, I like to kind of give an analogy, which is that, you know, we live our whole lives locked inside a cell called beliefs. Yeah. And we live our whole lives locked inside this cell. But if we, to, if we were to step out of this cell and experience something outside of our beliefs, something called possibility, then we'd be able to open up what might be possible for us by opening your mind to new possibility and looking at things in a different way, you, you can break yourself out of that cell where you feel trapped. Um, and it's just a matter of, of considering other options that might not be easy. They might not be easy to break out of, 
but will help in the long run. I mean, people live in abused families and and they're stuck in that. They're locked inside that cell, but uh, eventually they can break themselves out and it's a painful process, but then they become happy. They really have a happy life after that. Um, addictions, same story, you know. Um, anything is possible. People do the impossible every single day. And some of these stories we never even hear about. And that's why we started Rise Up Aid is to be able to tell the stories of people who go to their grave without even sharing their story with people and that can inspire people. So we wanted to stop that from happening. Exactly, yeah. So uh, you mentioned the, the journey of life and not just the goals and uh, reaching different levels. Um, what do you do consistently to be grateful and to be happy and to, to keep with this um, positive and grateful attitude? One thing I highly suggest for everyone is to look into NLP, Neuro Linguistic Pro Programming, and hypnosis, hypnotherapy, uh, which I studied for years. And that helps me a lot because there are techniques that you can use on yourself to, to instantly change your mood within, I've, I've gotten it down to, to two minutes or under where if I'm feeling down about whatever, I can go through this process and within two minutes, I can feel great. It's about changing your state. Um, and I highly suggest that to everyone because being in the right state is so, so important in life. Because if you walk around moping around all the time, it affects you. It affects the people around you. It's just... I've been there and I know what that's like. I grew up in a depressed family. I was depressed. Um, and it's difficult to break yourself out of that downward spiral. So with, with what I learned from NLP and hypnosis, I was able to break out of that spiral and to have techniques that I could use for the rest of my life. And just a simple little technique I can share with you right now, which literally takes seconds to do is if you can right now try this try this with me okay. um and basically uh think you know it's it's kind of like being a kid again and being creative so we're going to try like a creative little exercise here that's fun and it's just standing up from your seat and I'm going to do it as 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 uh, I'm, I'm talking about it. So please okay. do this with us. Is stand up from your seat and throw your shoulders back and just imagine that you are Superman and that you have this long flowing cape on your back. And I know this is silly, but play along. Just try this. It's just going to take a minute or 30 seconds. So you're, you're Superman. You got this long cape on your back and just walk around the room for a few seconds with this long flowing cape on your back and you are Superman and just feel that in your body, what that feels like now.
How does that feel? Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing, huh? It's just playing. It's just like being a little kid. But this is just a little example. It's what it is, is it's, it's kind of a mind trick, a Jedi mind trick, which tricks yourself into feeling a certain way by, by body and mind uh, coming together um, in such a way that it becomes real for you in that, in that few seconds that you literally are Superman. Um, so that's just an example. Why does that work? Again, because of focus. Because we're focused on something positive. And, and by using your body and your mind together, it, it reinforces that. So, so the mind-body connection is so powerful. Um, another example is food. You know, because literally we are what we eat. One thing that I had to learn when I became ill is that, um, you know, my whole life I had been eating junk food. I was addicted to junk food. Um, I ate one vegetable, French fries. That was, <laughs> that was my vegetable. So I realized, now I realize that French fries causes cancer. And if you don't know that, you should look into it. But don't get me started on food because I can go on for hours about that. <laughs> but basically, it's important to know that um, food, what you eat can affect your mood. And it can affect how you feel. And even though for the moment it feels great to have a slice of pizza or French fries or, or ice cream or all the stuff that I loved, um, it feels great for that moment. But then it affects you for the rest of the day, depending on what you're eating. Um, and in, in the ebook that we're giving away, we make an example of, of Coca-Cola. Um, and how that, how studies have, have shown how it affects you throughout the day when you have a can um, or a bottle, if they still make bottles. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, um, you know, now not only do I not eat junk food, I eat an all-organic diet. And I'm even really careful about which organic foods I eat. So... I'm a total fanatic about that now because I have to be because that kidney disease that I had, that's overcoming that is not permanent. It can come back. Same thing for my eye, for the eye problems is that, you know, if I don't take care of myself, it'll come back. And as I said before, once you're faced with the darkness, you don't want to go back there. Having experienced that, I know what that's like. I know what the darkness is like, and I don't want to go back there. So I'm choosing to focus on the positive, choosing to take the, the high road, the, the, the sunshine road, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I'm, I can face the darkness. You know, I, you know, when I see the darkness, I say, okay, I know who you are. I know you already. You know, you're not the scary monster that that you're cracked up to be. You you are you are formidable, but you can be beaten. Um, and you know, when you're talking about, you know, sports just hit me when I when I said you can be beaten. Sports is like 
you know, so full of adversity that you hear all, all, the, all the time about teams that get beaten and then, then they eventually rise. And the only reason that they rose is because they went through the adversity. It taught them to be stronger, to beat that opponent. You know, they, maybe they lost to that same opponent three, four, five times in a row. And then eventually they beat them. And that, that's the incredible stories that we hear about in sports. Um, and I love sports. So, but that's, you know, such a great, uh, when you see that happen, when, when you saw, I'm not a Cubs fan, Chicago Cubs fan in baseball, but when they won after like a hundred years, it was amazing to, you know, after a century of, of futility to finally win, to overcome adversity was incredible for the city of Chicago. So that's just one example. Um, but uh, I'm probably off on a completely different tangent now. I don't know. When you get me started, I just can't stop. Yeah, yeah. So um, what I also wanted to ask you at, at the end of our time together is in your life, who are you grateful for? Who are the people that made the difference and you would like to mention? I'm grateful for my family. Um, grateful for the close friends that I've had. Um, a lot of it is about relationships in life. You know, that's, that's the thing. You know, I always ask myself, you know, on my deathbed, what am I going to think of? What, what's going to be important? And I think the number one thing is relationships. Um, I don't think it's how much money I'm going to make or how successful I'm going to be. Um, think about, you know, um, did, I, did I make a difference to other people? Did I help them? Um, that I make this a better world for them in some way. Um, that's what's important to me. And, and uh, did I touch people with my music? You know, because that's, that's important to me as well. Did, I mean, I've been blessed. Uh, the other thing is the fans that, that have written to me and communicated with me that, that our music made them feel less alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember one in particular that that I still remember years later uh, when she wrote and she said that our music makes her feel less alone in the world, which is a beautiful thing, you know, that uh, that how important connection is, you know, that we can make yeah. a difference with our music about making people feel more connected to each other. Um, so I'm grateful to even for the opportunity to be able to, to create music and to share it with people. Um, and that now, you know, we're gaining some, some success with the music and uh, I get, you know, residual checks from all over the world about people playing our music that I have no idea how they found it. And it's a wonderful thing to, to see that um, um, people from all over the world, from different countries that's a beautiful thing. So I appreciate everyone that uh, that listens to our music and appreciates that as well. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. It has been great having you on. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. Help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones, with your Facebook friends. And if you loved this episode, please write a review on iTunes.